back to another show. Eric NH here. Today we're live on the Fit and Fab channel as well as iHealth channel and iHealth radio. And uh, again, as always, special guests. Uh, today we have a very, very unique guest in, in, in the aspect that uh, she is a TV, a reality TV personality. She is a fitness person. She's a uh, power uh, athlete. Um, I mean, she's a lot model actor. I mean, I, you know, there's there's a lot of stuff that we can say about her, but I will leave as usual the um, introductions for her to tell us about her life and and who she is. Uh, it is Tiffany Adams, uh, all the way from I believe California. Um, yes. And and so uh, you know, she will talk to us about you know the power of resilience and determination in life, and that is that is something that you know, in the fitness world in general, we always strive for, right? And a lot of people sometimes always find any excuse why things do not work that way. Well, today, maybe we'll have a different you know, vision and a view about it once we hear the story you know, from Tiffany. So Tiffany, first of all, thank you for joining the show and being with us. And uh, give us a little bit about yourself. Tell us your story. Well, I have many stories, right? I mean, um, I think we all have stories that we we have on a tape loop, right? And we can, um, when you talk about resilience, right? I think we we can have this tape loop of playing a victim or being a victor, right? Of our circumstance or our reality. So, but I will go into um, the main story that most people love to hear or are very curious, inquiring minds love to know, why do I use a wheelchair? Um, and that is from... Uh, uh, a drunk driver hitting me in a head-on vehicle collision that it's been so many years now that it's crazy to think I'm like wow I've been in this chair for 20 years now but um, I am very fortunate to be a sole survivor sadly uh, three other people tragically had lost their lives um, at a 130 mile per hour impact um, and I was in the back seat of the car and um, I did have a sober driver it was just one of those things that you never think it can happen to you and um after after the accident or the divine intervention because um i'm very very blessed to be alive so i i definitely i feel grateful and honored to be able to be here today to share the story of what has happened in my past um but you know it's after being in a coma for three weeks and waking up you have a newfound love or life and um, miracles, they yeah. happen, you know, and and I, I thank God for that every day because uh, I, I feel that if I hadn't had my faith, I don't know if I would be where I am today. So, and family support, obviously. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, so, so 20 years ago, you were yeah. very young and, uh, you know, unfortunately to your point, we all think that, you know what, well, we're always safe because we, we drive safe, we're sober, we do the right thing. It's never about us, right? It's about whoever else is on the road that yep. can come on from nowhere and that's it. And to your point, sadly, three people tragically lost their life. And and again, you were not just, you know, uh, you know, 100% safe out of it. I mean, you came out of it, you know, through a whole different ordeal eventually over time. And uh, I mean, first of all, thank God. I mean, you're here and that's a blessing. And to your point, mm -hmm. I'm sure you have a different view of life and, and a different feel for it. And that's what makes you you today. And that's what makes 
your story, uh, a very inspiring one. And I think for everyone watching and listening today, uh, you know, this is a real, you know, moment where we all have to first appreciate life for it is, and then also potentially appreciate, you know, all the things that we can do. And and certainly never lose faith, on period and out. That's that's really what I think, you know, uh, a, a very hard, you know, core of, of today's, you know, show. So, so Tiffany, now you said three weeks in a coma and you were out. And of course you had to go through a lot of rehab and, and you know, I mean, first, I'm sure the trauma itself was, was difficult to realize what happened. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that plot, if, if it's possible? Yes. Uh, well, the interesting part about it is I didn't know, you, you know, I didn't really know I was in a coma. I, it was, it was very weird. It was like I was stuck between worlds, if that makes sense. I was in, it was like I was in a dream state and I wanted to wake up from that dream state, but I couldn't. And so there was different incidents that, that would happen while I was in that dream state. And, um, uh, I had two helicopter rides while this, you know, from the, from the wreck at the scene of the accident, they had to cut me out of the car, the jaws of life. Uh, and then that's when I was metaflighted. And then another time to another hospital to do the emergency surgery on my spine because I sustained a spinal cord injury. But in the dream state, the, the coma, I'm waiting for a helicopter ride to go watch an NSYNC concert, you know, when I woke up and I realized, but I, my, it's my cousin, while she was talking to me, she's telling me she's taking my cousin to go to NSYNC. So uh, it's very interesting how you're still coherent, but I didn't know this until after I woke up and I started sharing the stories to my father. He was like, whoa, you know, thinking that maybe I wasn't hearing them or fully understand, but I was everything that they were telling me. I was, ha was happening in the dream state that I was in all the things, the events that they were talking to me about actually were happening in my, in my dream reality of the coma. It's so very strange. So when I woke up, uh, I didn't necessarily know I was paralyzed. I, you know, they don't tell you right away, like, Hey kid, you're shit out of luck. You can't walk. They don't, they don't do that. <laughs> like, um, they gotta ease it in. yeah, <laughs> my father brought a wheelchair to the side of the bed and I'm like, uh, why is that there? You know? And he's like, uh, you're just kind of sick right now. I'm going to show you where you've been living for the past few months. And I'm like, whoa, a month. Like what? Like, you, you know what I mean? The time it evades everything you don't you know you have no concept of time and so yeah then I didn't understand why my legs were numb and tingly because they literally feel like um you know when your leg falls asleep and yep. it's that tingly little tingle 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 oh that's what they feel like and I was like why can't I get this feeling of tingling to go away like you know and that's when my father brought me to the third story and explained to me kind of like, look, God has blessed us with a miracle and that's your life. Let's be grateful for this. And then I already had a feeling what he was about to tell me before. I, I didn't even know what paralysis or, you know, none of the things meant. I was a senior in high school, you know, so he told me I was paralyzed. So, uh, but I knew that from that moment, the day, I had a very, very, very uh, divine 
purpose and calling. And I didn't know how I would fulfill that. <laughs> it was a lot of pressure. I'm like, why did I live? I don't understand. For a few years, I didn't realize what survivor guilt was, but I did have that. <laughs> and um, because I was not certain why I was the one that lived and everyone else lost their lives. And so I felt and you would, re I replay a couple incidences like, oh my gosh, only if I would have done, oh, only if, and then I'm like, no, I can't do those, just focus. And you know what helped me a lot was the serenity prayer. That really helped me a lot <laughs> every day because it was, you know, you know the serenity prayer, I'm sure. Yes. Right? So that, that helped me a lot. And then um, Joni Erickson Tada, she's a quadriplegic, very, very beautiful artist. And um, that was the first person that like inspired me that I found that was in a wheelchair. Um, her artwork and stuff. And then, yeah, you just, you do have a new profound love for life when you realize how precious it really is. You know? Well, it, 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 listen, no one can potentially even comprehend, uh, you know, what you've gone through. Uh, and, you know, it's when you're talking about your dad, I mean, I, I, I have a daughter and she's in high school. <laughs> so, so I can just imagine your dad at the time, you know, going through this, you know, with you and has to, to first of all, to accept it and also to support you. And it, I'm sure that's not easy because, I mean, when something happens to your kids, it's, it's a tough thing. So, so. I mean, I have to give him kudos, you know, and to you, of course, you know, for, for just, you know, being strong and he is being strong. I guess the whole family was there for you. Yeah. And that is, that is a big deal. I mean, uh, there, there's nothing, the power of prayer is important. Uh, you know, again, these are old things and, and you've taken the right, you know, approach about it. Like look at somebody to look up to and you found someone that really inspired you as well. And today we want you to be that inspiring person to a lot of our folks and, and, whether they have a problem or not, I think, you know, the power of will, the power of, you know, perseverance, the resilience, all that stuff is, is a key message that we want to share with folks. And, and also from this platform, I mean, somebody did something wrong by going crazy, driving 130 miles an hour recklessly and three lives were lost. And, and a fourth one had to be, you know, adjusted over life. You know, it is not something that is, that is acceptable. And for folks that are watching and listening, please be careful out there. Uh, you know, sometimes it's not about you, it's about other people's lives and so on and so forth. So be careful, don't go crazy, it's not worth it. Uh, again, I just wanted to, to share that, you know, for a moment there, cause that, uh, you know, it's pretty close to heart knowing, you know, I, I can see, I can just put myself, you know, in the shoes of your dad and, and, and the family and my daughter. It is tough. So, so again, I'm, I, I, am, I am so impressed and so inspired here. Uh, it's like speechless here. So now that was at high school. Yeah, you... I should specify it was 130 mile per hour impact. So we okay. were going to see the woman that was drunk. She was drunk driving and that lady, she was drunk driving and was passing um, over the double yellow lines. And so when she passed the second semi, that's when we, it was a head on. And then the impact, the license plates right. were melted together. So that's how that happened. But yeah, drinking and driving, not a good idea. <laughs> yep, definitely don't drink and drive. Never, never, never. <laughs> Take an Uber <laughs> or Lyft, whatever. So, so, so you know, um, yeah, it's crazy. So, so yes, yeah, so that was high school, and you know, it's it's crazy because in high school there's a lot of those 
especially in senior year, there's a lot of signs all over the place. Now, this is not you guys. Somebody totally off just came through and it, it happened. So again, no matter how you can pretend that, you know, life is, you know, uh, just going to go by, you know, things can happen. So be careful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, you, 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 you have a smile and you're doing great, <laughs> you know? That's so, great. so, so let me ask you a question. Um, you went through the next phase of life adjusting. So I'm sure that took a while. How long was, was really the adjustment time? Well, that's interesting because I guess, um, you know, even in the hospital, I started to go back to my, <laughs> I'm very, uh, strong willed as you'd say, I'm very independent. I'm very, um, I, I even, I snuck out of the hospital at one point because I had these really big bulky wheelchair and one time they let me borrow a really nice wheelchair that actually fit me and it was cherry red. And I'm like, yeah, this one I'll go out. And I didn't want to go out because they had me, in a, I was like, I'm not going on the outing. I don't, I'm okay. But then I, I, I had borrowed, they let me borrow the red one for physical therapy. So I told my aunt, I said, Auntie Chris, they said, uh, um, we can go to the mall today. And my aunt's like, oh, honey. Okay, let's go. Mind you, I have no idea how to take a wheelchair apart. Nothing. I told my aunt, meet me in the front of the hospital. Okay. She's like, okay, honey. So she brings her old Cadillac in the front of the hospital in San Jose. And then I don't even know how to get in this uh, car. I was still using a sliding board because I didn't know how to transfer my jugular and everything all over again. I didn't even know how to dress myself without falling over because, you know, it's very hard once you lose your balance and your leg, uh, you know, your equilibrium, right? Anyways, this guy who's been living in the hospital rolls up. He has this crazy hair. He looks like Albert Einstein. He has a cigarette in his mouth. And he's like, do you need some help with that? I'm like, yes, please, because I'm freaking out looking at the hospital staff knowing I'm not supposed to be out of the hospital, but my aunt, she has no idea. I'm just excited to go shopping to the mall in, this, in a wheelchair, like nice and pretty. Anyways, he takes it apart in like five seconds. I'm like, wow, I was impressed. You know, we, we went to the mall, we get back, we have food. And I guess the whole hospital was calling me on this, this intercom and stuff. <laughs> my dad <laughs> and my grandpa are at the front, standing at the hospital, all very like of the entry of the hospital. And I roll in and my integrist has no idea that I was still not supposed to sneak out. And uh, my grandpa goes, Dan, aren't you, aren't you gonna say something to her for sneaking out of this? You know, my dad's like, nah, a little bitch is back. You know, it was a very proud <laughs> moment because he's like, he knows I've always been. And for the him, it, it makes me almost like wanna get choked up because for him, it was like, she's gonna be okay. She's gonna be okay. That was his like pivotal moment for him to be reassured. She's gonna handle this, okay? And hey, it's been tumultuous. Yeah, yeah. It's been very interesting. There's been many incidences throughout, but I just really focus. And my family is pretty funny. I have a very, very big family. And um, yeah, humor is always kind of the coping mechanism for all of us. <laughs> so, so your circles, other than the family, how did they take that? How did you manage that? I mean, was, was there anything changing? Did they change their behavior towards you or uh, positive or negative for that matter? Um, no, I feel like it was very accepting. In high school, uh, I always begged my dad to be on home study. He never would let me. No, no, no. I just was like, please. I had some very, um, a very interesting dynamic growing up. Uh, 
you know, my mother struggled with addiction. Um, so, you know, with my mother struggling with addiction and things like that, it was a divorced family. Um, I just didn't want to go to school. You know, I wanted to be doing home study, but my dad's like, no, 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 no. But needless to say, after the accident, my dad's like, you, you don't have to go back to school. If you want, you can stay home study. And I'm like, you know what? The least I can do for my dad, you know, is graduate like he wanted me at the high school. So I, they projected I wouldn't be out of the hospital as soon as I did. I'm very fortunate. I got out um, months and months earlier than expected. I went back to school. I got out December 21st. Mind you, okay, listen. So October 15th, the wreck happened. Three weeks in a coma. I wake up. I'm like, what's going on? No, no. First question, when can I leave this place? They're like, what? My, I had a feeding tube, everything. They're like, uh, you can't leave. Yeah, I said, okay, can you keep me here legally? And my dad's like, relax, you know, just, I'm like, okay, okay. I'm going to enjoy, I'm going to embrace this process. But like I said, October 15th, three weeks in a month, November, wake up December 21st. I got to leave after having 30 hours of surgery on my body. I go, I start school again. I graduate with my class that summer. I get my driver's license. I start college and I'm, and I'm holding down a job, um, and going to school full time. So that was how I coped. Okay. When I went back to school, everybody was super like embraced me fully. I ended up getting nominated for prom queen. I'm like, is this for charity guys? Like, <laughs> no. oh. but it was really awesome. You know, everyone was very loving, you know, and, uh, I, I started realizing, you know, I have the, I have the potential, right. To make a difference. Um, but again, it was a lot of pressure. I'm like, I'm still just in high school and now I'm in college. Like it was a lot, um, but I didn't deal with the reality to be very transparent. I didn't deal with it fully until I think it wasn't more. I was always happy to be alive, grateful, but I didn't really, really, really fully deal with it completely until I moved to LA and it was in my face. Everyone's asking me constantly. and. Um, then I pitched a TV show with friends and then they got picked up and then I was um, constantly having to repeat the story over and over and over again when, you know what I mean? Um, I started having massive panic attacks. And then that's a whole nother thing that I had to figure out how to handle trauma and releasing it from the body because that happens, right? We hold on to it. Like I said, a story and we continuously mm -hmm. tell that story and, and- It gets to you eventually. Yeah, you know what I mean? You can only say it with a laugh and a joke for so long until it finally hits you and you're like, yeah, that was real, <laughs> yeah, you know? Wow, so so that brings us to that, that same topic. Now, I know you've uh, been on the Sundance, uh, you know, Push Girls, and I think yep. that's, that's a reality TV show, right? Mm -hmm. um, and was that the one you were referring to or there was some other, yeah. Yeah, that was that. it? And and then also I think you appeared in Doctor Phil and you know and uh, Good Morning America, so so was that where you were saying the same story or there was just different you know episodes? Yeah, um, yeah, I feel like it was a constant like, yeah, we would have to bring it up a lot, and it was more in my face, kind of like yeah, it's time to deal with this, and I and I still wasn't necessarily dealing with it, and then it started coming out with panic attacks. Like it's like people don't understand like um, trauma 
has to be released somehow, whether it's through movement, sweat, uh, but it, it, um, it, gets, it gets stuck in the body um, if you don't release it, you know what I mean? And there's different ways to do that. And I wasn't really aware. I didn't know yet. You know, I was still learning um, on the spiritual side of things, more or less, um, like acupuncture, Reiki, massage, all of these different components. And yeah, I uh, I ended up having to start because I was praying, 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 but it wasn't working. And I was always saying, Second Timothy, First uh, One Seventeen. You know, you are that of a sound mind. You know, I was always saying it, but it wasn't necessarily fully working. It helped but not until I sought out other healing modalities, which was, um, it's kind of like a hypnotherapy, but it was, um, I, I didn't get necessarily hypnotized. It was like a talk therapy, but it helped purge. And I went into like, it was called a healing crisis. I cried for two weeks straight and I couldn't, I couldn't stop. It was very surreal. So I want to go to hypnotherapy school for that purpose because I realized it, it healed it really, it healed me. I like, but I did, I am not kidding when I say this, I cried for two weeks straight. I couldn't, it was, I couldn't be alone. I was shaking. I was shivering. And I really believe it's because I didn't deal with the trauma, even from some incidents that happened in childhood. I think it was all just after I did that, no panic attack ever. I, I mean, maybe I had one a few years ago, but I mean, and yeah. I was having them a lot. Yeah, I mean, we, I had a show recently with a doctor, a, psych, a psychologist, and we talked about the power of trauma, you know, in the youth, and then what happens later on, it manifests. And, and, and you're right, I mean, it has to come out. I mean, you have to deal with it eventually, and different ways people cope. And, you know, again, you found a better way out of it, ultimately, and that took you to the world of fitness. Yes, oh my gosh. Yeah. So 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 today we're on the Fit and Fab channel, and so you are Fit and Fab, <laughs> and and the question is, how do you? I mean, I I've seen pictures, I've seen stuff about you, like you're really at the gym, you know, really pushing in and doing, you know, all the stuff that some people may not even do, <laughs> even if you push them there. So that's strong will. That is that is something that is uh, not for everyone, and yeah. going through everything you had to go through, and you're really making it happen. You're killing it. So, so how, how did you transit to that? What pushed you to, to go there? Well, so I, my, um, my aunt, we had a lot of gyms out here. And so it was the first opportunity that I had to actually, mind you, this is 20 years ago. So there's been evolution within reason, okay, with people living with disabilities and getting equal employment opportunities. The American Disability Act wasn't passed until like 1991. It's really, very, really, really key for people to understand equal rights for those living with a disability. Like that shouldn't even be a thing, <laughs> but I mean, right. to have opportunities in the employment and workforce um, and a, a different array, right, of things um, in society because you have a disability, but um, or a physical challenge, right? There used to be, by the way, there, this is going to blow your mind. And there used to be a law called the ugly law. Yes, yes. I'm so sorry. I've never heard of that. Yeah, there is a law and it was called the ugly law. And you could not be in public if you were, uh, say, physically or aesthetically um, 
not pleasing in the sense of where it made other people feel uncomfortable. Say if you had a very uh, extensive disability or something like that, there was an actual law. I was just blown away by that. Um, so needless to say, we've made some progress with the American Disability Act, but we are still paving the way because even in film and television today, even today, 2021, the roles of characters being, uh, you know, the way they are uh, presented or whatnot, the role, they're not necessarily having that condition. They, they may not even be blind or deaf or in a wheelchair or an amputee or all of these factors. And so that's, we're 5%. I think it's about 5% of people are actually getting to play these roles. So I think, you know, we're trying to get equal rights more or less, and I feel like it is coming along. So with that being said about how you're saying about how I fell into the fitness, my aunt had, uh, my aunts, two of them, and a cousin bought some gyms. And then, um, so I, I started working at a gym when I was, uh, I want to say 19. So about from 19 to 24, I circulated between all of the different gyms. When they'd open a new one, I'd go in and I would work with the new employees um, with all of the Northern California region. And so then I kind of, I, I'm not kind of, I fell in love with fitness. And then when I moved to Los Angeles, it was pushed onto a whole nother level, you know, and it really is uh, important. I think so everyone, yeah, needs did, to be active. You did compete, right? I mean, no, I didn't. Um, but I was um, there was opportunities, but at the time, which I had met and I spoke with uh, Jim Mannion, the head of bodybuilding, um, and and you know because I was like, oh, I would love there to be a pro card for women in wheelchairs because there was one for men, and then um, at that point I was like, you know, I was doing well on you know pretty decent toe-to-toe -to -toe with the people on the wheelchair bodybuilding world and they weren't they weren't offering uh pro cards for yeah and i did travel you know I, i'm very fortunate i i love fitness i love health i traveled uh to the arnold's barcelona um uh, germany and uh all of the circuit, you know, the shows and things like that. I love it. I, I do. I love fitness. So very fortunate. Very, very are, blessed. Are you still active in the fitness world? Yes. <laughs> I but am. It's not, not um, the same level. It's changed a bit because right now where I'm at, the gyms are still closed. I'm like, oh, yeah. I mean, oh, I mean, COVID. I have a gym in my living room, but it's definitely not the same as much with working out with your um, compadres you know what i mean like your friends and you have everybody around um so that's why you can't i'm constantly more outdoors and doing nature stuff and um uh, but yes I, I do still work um in the fitness field when the opportunities present themselves we aren't doing expos now that was my love and what i would do is i would travel different fitness expos represent different brands um whatever company that i had the contract with um yeah, so it's crazy though right now for all of us. Now you do have, well, yeah, I mean, fitness, again, uh, we're talking from the Fit and Fab channel. We do have a fitness model. We do virtual now. It's not the same as, you know, physically being out there and, 
and and really, really to your point there's machines there's all kind of stuff and it's more people engaged now it's like you can't even go in there i mean you're in california one of the most hit you know states we're in the jersey and new york area same thing we're very very you know everything's still closed for the most part and or very limited access and it's not the same the world has changed but nevertheless the idea is we still can do it and you are doing it and that's yes. really the bottom line you know you can't stop because of whatever the circumstance outdoors out there you guys are lucky the weather is not as bad as on the east coast so it's you 66 today i'm like it's a little cold la's nice in the 70s you know but it's about it's about 66 today so it's about 30 something here so <laughs> yeah it's bad it's cold you can't go out i mean you could but you'd have to really wrap up nicely <laughs> i can't i can't as much as everyone's talking this about california california i'm like bruh we got five climates okay that's why it's one of the most expensive states because i can go to the ocean the mountains and the desert all in one day like you could i really want to <laughs> I, i've been to la you're right it's right there it's all there <laughs> You're an hour away from everything there. Well, less actually. Um, yeah, so I live in Northern California now. So, you know, I'm not that far from Tahoe, from Carmel, you know, San Francisco, Sacramento, you know. You're it's up all. Hills. You're up there. <laughs> it gets I'm, in, I'm in the middle, the very, very middle, basically. It's called the Central Valley of California. All right, well, it's still, it's still, well, 66, I'll take. <laughs> yeah, it's nice. It's not too hot. I can't. I couldn't believe it when I moved back. Um, I think it was three years ago. I was like, "Oh my god," because I was down south for ten years, and you get so acclimated to your environment. You know what I mean? Was it a long time? Yeah, and then I'm like, "Whoa! How did I live in this cold? Oh my god!" You know, but it's not that cold. It's just much colder from there. So. Yeah. Well, you got used to the new heat and now you went down you know into like a 10 degrees 15 degrees less yeah yeah. So, yeah no it, it's listen climate but you adjust everybody humans can adjust anything but as long as we're willing to and that's really the bottom line it's really the willingness the will the power that drives us right uh, so so you did um I, I did read about modeling i believe you did some of that and but you do have a company you you, you do something today you have your own sites and you help people. Let's talk about that. Um, I do help a variety of people depending. Um, so I have um, a gift <laughs> to, that was actually, um, it was realized after the wreck, more or less. Um, even though my mom would tell me when I was little, you're a very powerful little girl, you'll realize when you get older. I had no idea what she's talking. I'm like, my mom's nuts. And, um, but then, now I see, like, I, I have dreams of things before it happens. Um, when I talk to certain people, I, you know, I have this ability to uh, just get information sometimes when I'm talking, you know what I mean? Um, and it's uh, usually it's directly to help them with their healing process and whatever it might be, if it's a loved one that's passed away, sometimes that comes through. Um, and I had to learn just to embrace that and accept it instead of looking at it like, oh my gosh, like that's evil. Because I was uh, told from uh, some people that, oh, you need to watch out for that. That's not from God. But I know for a fact that it's a very, 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 very beautiful gift because of the people I've helped along my path, you know, that they wanted a message from someone that they haven't 
talked to since they passed, you know, eight years ago or however long. And I don't know how I know these things. I don't, but I just, I just say like, God, if it's um, the message to help them in their healing, allow it to come through. Um, yeah. So that's one of the things they do. Um, sometimes it's just fitness. If that's all they, they want. Uh, then we do like a fitness training session. I have that on my website as well. And um, I do uh, also sales and education. Uh, that's another side that I do. And the beauty, the retail, beauty and skincare. Oh, nice. You, you got you got a little bit of everything. And that's really, it keeps you motivated, it keeps you going. And that's, yeah. that's beautiful. Well, again, again, this is this is the ideal condition here. You have... All these things, and there are people that don't do one thing of what you do, and it, it's amazing that you have the will and the the ability and the 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 fun part about it, and you're doing it with with pleasure and you're enjoying it. And there are people that sometimes struggle with one thing and they may not be willing to do more. Uh, you know, I think I think a good message today is that you can do it. Bottom line, no matter what, if you have there's a will, there's a a, a way, right? I think yeah, that's I really a powerful message here. <laughs> Especially if there's two wheels, there's definitely a way or four because, you know, the chair. So. Well, um, I like to say this, uh, really, I feel like this helps a lot of people too. Sometimes when I'm working with a client is focus on three things. And the three things I feel really important is such as like um, having some, are you there? Okay. I don't know. It kind of like blacked out for something. Can you still see me? I see you. Okay, well, that's fine. That's all we need. So right now, I, I want to keep going. So three things to keep yourself really something to look up to. Okay, something to look forward to. And then the other thing is something to chase. So those three components, those three things really help put things into perspective, something to look up to something to look forward to the excitement, something to chase. Okay, that that thing that keeps you that motivation, that momentum going, because it's all about keeping that momentum. People are like, oh, I'm so sad. I'm so this. Number one tip, besides those other three, is get moving. Get moving. Get outside of your head. Get moving. Get outside. It's it, Even if you don't feel like it, it's okay to honor that occasionally, but you have to get moving. Movement, emotion creates energy, like getting things flowing. So... Wow. So Tiffany, I, I know you can't see me. I got to figure that something's happening here. My, my feed is not, you know, taking it's, the, the No, it's, I'm getting messages and messages and I don't, I don't think I can turn on airplane mode. So that's why I was just, I'm pushing, you know, that's what happened, but. No, no worries. So, so, so just um, a message to the people that are listening to the, or looking at us or watching this particular show. What would you say to people today? And which you probably st stated many times over. I feel as my great uncle would say, just have fun. Literally, just have fun in whatever you're doing. You know, um, even those things that you feel like you don't want to do, you know, the whole fake it till you make it, smile and know that you have the opportunity to enhance someone else's day. Even when you're not feeling like it, you're inspiring someone. They might be looking up to you in certain aspects or certain instances. And then another thing that I really love to do, and I recommend it, is um, 
small acts of kindness, okay? But to some people, it could be a very big act. For example, uh, you know, I went through Starbucks. I got a free water yesterday. A free water. I just got a water. But I'm like, you know what? They could charge you or say something. And I, all I, I just gave the lady $5 tip. She's like, oh, my God. What? You know, doing, leaving the money for the person behind you, paying for the person in front of you. You know what I'm saying? Like those little things, I feel like add up and it keeps that good energy going, you know? Well, listen, that, that is pretty powerful stuff. I, I think that we've, we've delivered a message today, you know, to a lot of folks. Um, what I would like to say is, first of all, you know, follow Tiffany, uh, you know, on Instagram, Facebook. Um, and, and again, check out her site. The description of, of her company and her work is actually in the video uh, description. And so please, you know, feel free to look at that and, and touch base with her. Uh, you know, again, we, I really enjoyed every moment of this discussion. And I'm sure a lot of people today will probably, you know, just like, wow. And maybe they can take something out of, you know, today's, you know, show and maybe implement it in their lives. And so, so again, that's that's my message to the the, the, the audiences here. Uh, so, Tiffany, thank you for being with us on the show. Thank you for thank accepting you. the invitation. Uh, and uh, for those of you who are watching or listening in, thank you for catching up this, uh, you know, uh, the, the show uh, talk show here today. And of course, listening on the radio. And we will be talking soon. Thank you. Thank Bye. you so much. Take care.